Hi, Gabby. Hi, Sally. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. So it's the beginning of the year, and I've been having this question that has just been driving me insane, and I just I want to run it by you because I want to get your thoughts, okay? All right. Let's boogie. So in, in your opinion and experience, like at yeah. what point does a new pair of underwear become <laughs> period underwear. Like what's the, what is the threshold? Like what's the crossover point? This, I think this is an easy one when it gets stained. Like that's it, right? Game over. Well, the thing is that you have, you have underwear that is not period underwear that is yeah. like not stained. And sure. you keep those not, you keep those as not period underwear for a long time. But like, what's the point where you're just like, fuck it. I don't care if these. Even before the stain occurs. Yeah. You're saying? I mean, is that does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have finally gotten to the point where I've stopped buying like packs of underwear, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I have like much better quality stuff now. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look raggedy. And then I like really try to make sure <laughs> that it doesn't <laughs> get stained. But then that's going to happen. Yeah. So it is the stain. That okay. tells me this is now period underwear. Yeah. Is there, okay. but otherwise it was like the, when it starts looking raggedy. Yeah. That's my logic. The moment where I put it on and I'm like, oh, these are just like, these are done. Right. These are like, this not. This isn't these fit are, for public yeah. consumption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like all the rest of mine are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At that point I'm like, okay, it's, okay. Whatever happens to these happens. Yeah. And you're not responsible. I'm not responsible. And do you think... That we have now filtered out all the people we don't want listening to this podcast from the podcast. <laughs> Possibly. Hopefully. I mean, or they learned something. That they or they learned before. something. Yeah. So This is now Go Ask Alice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, great. It was nice talking to you guys. It was we'll nice talking to you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> see you in 2025. Um, <laughs> Um, so do you do you want to talk about what we're going to leave behind last year and what we're going to keep this year? Mm-hmm. Because it's yeah. a brand new year and we want a fresh brand start. New. And yeah. I want to talk about new music. And mm-hmm. I also want to talk about some some shit we've been annoyed with. Oh, hell yeah. Because I love complaining and there's always more complaining in me. And not just about periods. <laughs> well, you are also my favorite person to complain with because we ah, agree ditto. on so many things. I know, which is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, um, yeah, let's let's do our ins and outs list for 2024. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want you to start because we, we talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. before the show in the green room, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... As usual, I prepared for a music-related mm-hmm. episode, and you I were like, "Prepared for chaos." You prepared for chaos, and I love <laughs> chaos, and I want to invite it. All right, so I'll start, please. Twenty twenty-four. Um, something that is in is uh, pansexuality. Yeah, yeah. but because- not just like LGBTQ. IA like just no. all of it at once. All of it at once. Every everyone. Everyone. Because you know, my in my mind, pansexuality is sort of like like the it's the ultimate sexual orientation because it is also like an anti-orientation. Right. Because it's like it includes everybody. It doesn't exclude right. any any 
possibility of anything with anybody. So I just remember when you taught me <laughs> a brand new gender identity. Yeah. The all gender identity of xenogender. Xenogender. Which I guess is also in. Yeah, that's also in for, for 2024. Me. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell everyone what it is if they're yeah. also ancient and don't understand? Yes. Yes. If you're ancient and you don't understand, um, you, this might upset you, and you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to deal no, with it. No, it's fine. So xenogender, I'm just gonna kind of like read a little brief synopsis. So xenogender is a non-binary gender identity, an umbrella term in which one's gender goes beyond the human understandings of gender. So basically what that means is like um, you can have a a gender that is like non-human. Right. So my initial reaction was, do you mean furries, Sally? No. Which I... (laughs) No, no. And then I flipped a table over and ended the conversation. (laughs) I like furries. Some of my best friends are Uh furries. Of course. Um, But uh, xenogender is like your gender could be like any, it could be like an inanimate object even, or like a a concept, you know? And I I love that because what it's, what it is implying is that you can adopt the energy of an object as your gender, which is just cool, I think, you know? Like Uh, it doesn't necessarily- Be whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And like we were talking about before, it doesn't necessarily mean that like you have to be in some way gender compatible to like you know anything else to to connect with somebody else who is like also xenogender like that might help you understand each other but um yeah it's like very very extremely non-binary which i think is cool you know or if i was just like i really like the energy of this like jug of water that i'm looking at over here (laughs) so i am one well my gender is right yeah i mean it just it makes sense to me well and i love that for (laughs) you (laughs) I'm never going to pretend that I understand it. I just yeah. think it's fine because yeah. it affects me none at all. Yeah. Most people don't understand it. And and for for the record, I have I I, I don't identify as xenogender. I just think that more people should. <laughs> and that's why it's in. Highly recommend this yeah. for 2024 for yeah. as many people as yeah. possible. Yeah. Okay. What else is in? The, my next thing that is in is pink bows and the and coquette and things of that nature. Girly things. First of all, absolutely. Mm. Not just pink bows, just like tie bows and everything. Yeah. It's a fucking trend that has, I don't know how long it's been. Well, literally, it's been around for centuries. Yeah, right. Centuries. Yeah. Bows. Bows on everything. Yeah. Rococo paintings. Mm-hmm. Tie your hair in bows. Bows up your dresses. Bows on your shoes. Yeah. On your little dancing shoes. Bows <laughs> on your, like everything. Bows around your neck. Yeah. Untie the bow, your head falls off. Like bows, mm-hmm. bows, bows. The coquette trend makes me so happy. I, I watched this little video on TikTok where this girl was doing, uh, I guess she has a crochet account. And she was oh. like, very, very beginner friendly crochet projects. And it was like French fries. And then it was like literally just pieces of yarn, like nothing <laughs> happened to them. <laughs> and then she was like, coquette bow. And it's just like a piece of yarn tied into a little bow. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. And then the next one was French fries, but coquette. And yeah. The, and the bow was on top of the pieces of yellow that. yarn. And I'm like, then everything else she made 
um, had the bow on it and it was like mm-hmm. coquette, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, Mwah. this is so great. This is I so funny. Love it so coquette much. everything. Yeah, coquette everything. Yeah. I yeah. so uh, you know I'm I'm like a I'm a pink lady at heart. Yep. You know, and I and it's one of those things for me where it's like I try really hard not to go full pink lady yet. I'm saving that for like when I'm older. Yes, for the elderly. You know? yes. Yeah. Like Angeline, like full pink everything. Yep. Like yep. that's yep. going to happen, but I'm not doing that yet. Yep. I just like to have little like sprinkles of pink all yes. over everywhere all the time. Okay, so you know, ten years ago, people really just like didn't get it at all. Sure. You know, and so it was just like I would have these like third wave feminist people being like, why would you want a pink car heart? Or like, why do you want oh, your no. handlebars on your bike to be pink? Or you know what I mean? And so it's very affirming to me that like uh cishet women are like finally understanding the like overall like larger concept of like pink. Like women well, like fully embracing like pink and femininity and bows and like all of these things that are not it's not about the um male gaze. You know what Greta I mean? Greta Gerwig has allowed it to happen again. <laughs> she redid Barbie and now we get to reclaim pink. Yeah. Yeah. Which historically was a boy color. I yeah, it was. Right? Yeah. Fascinating stuff. It is fascinating yeah. stuff. I really like the the idea of of women reclaiming these ideas of femininity and enjoying them. You know, it's like with the awareness that like it actually repels a lot of men. Yeah, actually, you remind me. Remember you know? that um, fashion blog, Man Repeller, which has mm-hmm. since like totally gone under. Yeah, but I love that it was the whole like the whole purpose of it was like you know very fashion forward stuff that was. Like, extremely I guess Mm anti-sexy like wear all the big clothes like dress like David Byrne you know (laughs) like just don't look hot but I guess probably look hot in the process in some way because you're a skinny white woman like anyway (laughs) and and rich for that matter I think that ultra femininity is is the new man yes exactly yes I feel like a lot of the arguments against this trend are because of the implication that pink and a certain type of like hyper femininity like infantilizes women. Yes. Yes. You know, and what the critics of this trend are failing to understand is that there's like a hyper awareness of that and there's an adoption of that in an effort to kind of like reclaim it and say, you know what, like it doesn't actually matter if by me wearing like bows in my hair, whether or not men what they might think about that. Right. I just don't, I don't even really believe anymore in this concept of like caring about whether or not men infantilize anything. I just don't think it matters. First of all, it definitely doesn't matter. Second, all of this stuff that you're saying was basically on my general (laughs) music related (laughs) ins and outs for 2024 list. Like the general out for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) was how did I phrase this earlier like like men doing anything in music men (laughs) creating music critiquing music Mm -hmm. but replace this with any content yeah like we need more stuff for the girls yeah and less stuff for the boys and replace you know boys with just you know I just mean like cishet my white men yeah. and girls with like everyone else everyone else yeah 
<laughs> completely. So this is just shorthand for that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think that's out in 2024. Um, You know, my my thing and you know, that actually like ties to one of my outs, which is like like boy philosophers or like like boy thinkers, you know, or just like y'all men are not really great at thinking anyway. That's right. You know, and this has been proven time, time and time and time again. Just like men aren't funny, right? Yeah, they're not. They're not funny. Like what have they done? Nothing. They just like really have not done very much. And I just want them to be quiet and look pretty. They should be quiet and look pretty. They should be left to make their little Lego sets. Mm hmm. To play with their toys. Yeah. To have their little Batman kiss. <laughs> and just let us do the important work. Yeah, let us do the important work. Yeah. We're, we're clearly more qualified. But that's the reason that we have that they've tried to keep us from doing it for so long. I it's agree. Like you don't even like doing this and you're not good at it. So why didn't you just let us do it? Exactly. Although I will say, and I told this to you earlier, that Batman kissing is absolutely in <laughs> for 2024. Oh my God. Yeah. Batman kissing is is definitely in for 2024. It's in. And I think the men should continue to choreograph that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They know what I they're doing. To, to hang out in their little playrooms with their with their Batman mm-hmm. and kissing yeah. and do their, do their Lego. Um, do their Legos and their what are they? What else do they do? They their miniature ships and bottles. <laughs> they still do. do they do that? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure somebody somebody still does that. That's really funny. Ships and bottles. I don't they're like man, model, man hobbies. Model model, model trains. Model trains. Yeah, yeah. something like that. They're really Whatever cute. That stuff is, yeah, yeah, like all those cute little. Man I support, hobbies. yeah, I support that. It's yeah, adorable. I want them to. I want men to to embrace their like cute little man masculinity. Hobbies <laughs> yeah, and masculinity. Yeah, and uh, you know, just let themselves, you know, be have play again. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, be quiet and look pretty and yeah. stop talking about things you're thinking because they're not good thoughts. They're not good thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I mean, most of the most of the thoughts that men have are actually grifted from like non men. Obviously, I, I see that all the time. Have we now filtered out everybody who listens to this podcast? I don't know. Stay. It's Stay. fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> you love getting roasted yeah. with our extremely serious takes. I want self governance to be in for twenty twenty four. Ooh, okay. Yeah, because I think that like people being able to think critically and discern and listen and disagree and learn things is important. I mean, this is where I was going to say obsessive oral hygiene, but I think that (laughs) those two things go hand in hand. They do. They do. (laughs) I agree. So that's all right. Yeah, Um, I'm definitely I'm pro obsessive oral hygiene. I just want my dentist to get off my jock. Oh, my dentist is like totally on my job. I almost feel like I can't floss enough. Good for you for going to the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) When I say my dentist is on my jock, I mean they call me constantly. And tell you to make an appointment. Yeah, they're like, you really need to come in. Okay, so how about you make a dentist appointment in 2024? I will. I will. I promise. That's an important Um, one. I have a controversial one and in controversial in please you. please um and it is actually music related good um, we'll get into those yeah it, red hot chili peppers just like the band mm-hmm. they're are they're in mm-hmm. 
but we know Anthony Kiedis is like, yeah, like a, a and, like a, a little bit of a petite rapist. Like we know this, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, like a little yes. bit of a rapist. Yeah, just like, a little bit of a, a <laughs> rapist. We're yeah. we're and we're still going with it being well, in. So here, but here's the thing: like, Flea have, can be in. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the thing is, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Let's just say, as a band, like they are, they are not a serious band. They no. are a very extremely, extremely, extremely unserious, unserious, like very, very stupid band. Okay, okay. They are also really fun. Sure. And like, so we've got Flea, and we've got John, and we've got Chad, Ch- and yeah. essentially Chad Smith, and essentially like they are, it's they are the band. Sure. And they're and they're all really good musicians. Yeah. And so like, you know, credit where due. I just mm-hmm. I just want to acknowledge that they have managed to have like a very fun band and like play really hard for like a really long time. Anthony Kiedis, the one thing that I will say to his credit, one second. I this is this is getting like weird, but I just want to read you some Anthony Kiedis lyrics. Oh my God. All really right. fast. Here, okay. Here we so, go. <laughs> like only, only someone who is like all, all of the allegations aside, like only somebody who is like kind of a genius would uh, actually write these lyrics. Okay. Do do dingle zing a dong bone body bob da bazumba krunga kong gong gone bad. I feel that you are not getting the intonations correct. Like something about this tells me that you aren't reading this sincerely. Please try again. again. Okay, I'm going to shut up for a second. Doo doo dingle zing a dong bone. (laughs) Doo doo dingle zing zing a dong bone. Bada bada bazumba krunga kongong bad. Sally, get fucking serious for a second. You, the way you're reading that, it's like you've never even gone to a poetry reading. (laughs) I've only been to a couple. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to try again? (laughs) One more time. Okay. But I want you to like (laughs) take a deep breath first. And I okay. want you to really mean it this time. Okay. And do Anthony Kiedis some goddamn justice. Okay. This is, All right. This is no laughing matter. Okay. This next one is for Anthony. There you go. Okay. Do do zingle dig a bong dong bone. Should I start over? Keep going. Okay. All right. I'm going to take another deep breath. Doo-doo dingle zinga dong bone bada bada bazumba kronga kongong bed. All right, listen. Is that better? <laughs> I'm gonna let that lie. You get a B minus. Oh wow, thanks. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cause Thank uh, you. but it's gonna it's gonna need work. <laughs> and when it is I better, need- it might be our new <laughs> Intro, outro, <laughs> title of the podcast. I'll just like every episode. I'll just practice a little bit. Yeah, I think that's I'll, what like, you're gonna have I'll, to do. You can like you can judge me. I'll practice and then like I'll come back in the next episode. I'll okay, be, like I okay. did it. Is this better? Yeah, and you can okay. rate my. 
You can read it. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But that that's a really good resolution for this year. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Do you have other musical, musically related ins and outs for this year? Mm-mm. No. Okay. I have a few. Please tell me. But we're gonna. We're. I'm gonna try to stay on task okay. <laughs> a little bit. I feel. I feel to, bad. <laughs> I'll do my best to help. Okay. Okay. Another out. I'm gonna mm. say those corporate Spotify genres. <gasps> oh, out, yeah. out. Completely out. What like the I. There. We're gonna get more of them, obviously. So I can't like unilaterally rule that they are actually out. Mm-hmm. But they need to fucking chill the fuck out. They though. need to chill the fuck out. They need to. Calm like down. it is out of control. Spotify told me that in 2023, my top genre was crank wave. That's not- which I obviously had to look up because they invented it, and they literally yeah. had just renamed post punk. That's a perfectly so good genre already. Perfectly, yeah, perfectly good and accurately named genre. Right? Like right. Why, why? I mean, I guess it's post post punk, but whatever. We still know what it means. We still know, we still what, know it what it means. The thing is, like, do they have a million different fucking genres for country music? I don't know. They I don't probably know. don't. You know, it's like, did you invent a million different genres of classical music? You probably didn't. No, so shut no. up. But that Stop leads it. me into another, which I guess can be an in or an out, depending on mm. how you phrase it. But I phrased it as an in, which is just being fucking chill about music genres generally. Oh, yeah. Because genres are just a convenient way for people, when you mention them, for mm-hmm. people to like know what generally the type of music you're talking about. Yeah. I don't fucking care if you got it a little bit wrong, like if you're not calling it some exact core or wave or whatever. Totally. Like, yeah. also, let, we'll just say, like, gatekeeping is out, generally. Yeah, Stop being such a is, dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, being being pretentious and gatekeeping and, and telling people that they don't know enough about something to be true appreciators of it is... Ridiculous. Lame. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And the genre thing, it's like, if somebody says, like, oh, I love The Smith, they're my favorite alternative band or my favorite That's rock band. That's perfectly And somebody's like, well, actually, they're Django pop. It's like, oh, my God. So Who cares? What? Like, leave, leave it alone. Yes, they're, th- th- yes alone. they are. They're also, but they it's are perfectly also, fine to say they're rock or alternative. Like, who cares? Yeah. We who know cares? what you're talking about. It is fine. So a corollary to that is mm-hmm. no more yelling at the kids for not knowing a band. Let them discover Why? stuff. Like last, wasn't last week, or last episode, we talked about just how much stuff there is to listen to now compared mm-hmm. to when we were youths. Yeah. You know, how rock music was only like 40 years old in the 90s. Right. And now it is 70 years old and now yeah. music is so much more accessible and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So people our age are raising children now and people our age have a million different kinds of tastes and we are not all raising kids on the exact same classic rock as we were right. raised on. I mean, I don't know what we were at. You know, I actually wasn't raised on any classic rock, but you get it. So you have no clue what music gaps people have. It's very different. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it is fine. 
It's so like, actually fine. It's actually yeah. fine. So all those, you know, Kate Bush goes viral again and everyone, all the elders get mad that the kids don't know who Kate Bush is. Leave them alone. Leave, Leave them, them alone. alone. For Be excited for them that yeah. they are discovering her. Like, who yeah. cares? So no more of that. No more of that. And, you know, and I was thinking about this last night and I know that we're getting a little, we're it's getting fine. a little esoteric, right? But it's fine. The thing that I was thinking about last night, because um, you and I have been having this conversation back and forth for a while, is this idea that like when when we were younger, Gen X, when they were younger, it's like we liked all of this music. And I think that like we felt so strongly about what we liked that we thought that that it was going to be like a profound part of our identity and that we would be like recognized for something. Mm. You know, I don't really yeah. know how to explain this, but like obviously that didn't happen. And now we're just like old people that people can tell that we're old and they don't think that we're cool anymore. And it's like there's this there's this weird sort of like bitterness, like we didn't get to have our moment of <sighs> whatever. And it's like, who did? <laughs> did yeah. did anybody like why why do you think you are entitled to to that? Like it's fine. Nobody cares that you listen to Tool or whatever. <laughs> you know, like it's just yep. I'm not saying I love I love them, but I'm just saying like nobody cares that like you saw them in 1993. No one cares. It's yeah. fine. Enjoy the freedom of irrelevance. It is yeah. a beautiful thing. You get to do whatever mm -hmm. the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. And other people not recognizing it is fine. Like it's their turn and then they will be irrelevant. And it is the they will be. cycle of life. It so. is. It's the cycle of life. It's a cycle of culture. Yeah. Okay. All right focus up because I want to complain as always. I mean, I'll never stop complaining. <laughs> but the main thing that I want to uh, productively complain about is the shitty people who won't shut up about how there's no good new music uh, and how new music will never compare to old music. So stupid. We've ranted about this a lot, and we will never stop ranting about this. Well, because everybody else won't shut up about it. Nobody will shut up about this. So as a way to start off the year right, a lot of people have asked, I think, us both, how do you find new music? And as a way to kind of provide an antidote to people who keep insisting there is no good new music, but then also like, one, never do the work of looking for new music that's the part that really grinds my gears man it's so weird yeah it's fucking weird even when we curate it for them They're they like, don't listen to it yeah, and they, then continue the to insist yeah. how much it sucks exactly All right i think it would be cool to talk for a little bit we just never shut up do we um we, we've already talked for so long we're podcast bros we're podcast bros yeah <laughs> At least we're not making Batman kiss. Um, we <laughs> no, actually, that would be really cool if we were. Um, so I thought it'd be cool to talk about how to find new music mm -hmm. and then stay on top of it because it's like mm -hmm. a lot. And then also take a quick look at some of the stuff that is coming out this year and like talk about what we're most excited about or mm -hmm. what people might be most excited about yeah. and then leave. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we already kind of talked about this on a live we did, no. but why don't why don't you start us off? Because you have a lot of ways to find new music that I 
actually have not really thought of. Okay. I would say that for me, it's like an ever evolving thing, but I, the most consistent practice that I have is just to be like as chaotic as possible about finding things. Yeah. Because I really believe in, I've always believed in kind of like serendipity. I've never been the type of person who I just do like a deep dive on like a particular genre or I'm mm -hmm. trying to kind of like start or pack myself into something new. You know, it's like I'll find something, I'll have a song in mind or I will have heard something and I'll like investigate that and then I'll sort of like explore whatever the constellation is around yeah. that. In the past, it used to be on YouTube oh, where yeah. it would be like, you would find a song out in, in the wild and then like look it up on YouTube and then there's all of these like adjacent suggestions of things that are yeah. like, I, let's try it, you know, and just sort of like click through some things. I, I do that sometimes. I like SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. I keep forgetting about SoundCloud. Yeah. It's an easy one to forget about if you're like not on it a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's also like it's never really been like, the easiest to understand or navigate. Yeah. It's like really kind of weird. Um, but I'll get on SoundCloud sometimes and just sort of like take a chance on things and people make like playlists. It's a really great place to follow like DJs and different hip hop artists and rappers and stuff. And that's mm -hmm. that's like a good spot for that. And then one of the things that I do pretty diligently is if I'm sort of like obsessing over an artist, what I will do is I'll, I'll kind of stock their taste and see like if on Spotify, if they have playlists, I'll like comb through those and see if that's a really good idea. Yeah. Cause I, the thing is, especially with, well, with newer artists, um, especially they're like connected and they're tapped into a lot of stuff that is like their friends or people that, you yeah. know, they're, they're associated with who aren't getting a lot of uh, media attention or like mm -hmm. any kind of traction, you know? And so, and they want to kind of like put people onto that stuff a lot of the time. So I'll go through their playlists and I will try to find new things through that. And that's actually how I found Portraits of Tracy was through oh, yeah. Tizo Touchdown earlier in the year was doing these playlists and posting them on SoundCloud okay. every yeah. week. And I, was and I was listening to those and that's how I found a lot of the newer stuff that I liked was through those mixes. That's actually really underrated an underrated suggestion, I think, and like a modern, you know, modern solutions for modern problems kind of mm -hmm. thing. It's in the same spirit as paying attention to the opener at mm -hmm. shows you're going to. Yep. Exactly. Because like, a lot of times you won't have heard of them, but they're in the same vein as the band you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I get on this site called Submit Hub. That's right. Submit Hub is actually, it's not necessarily for like regular people to find music. It's like a bunch of independent artists and some smaller labels that are submitting their music to be considered for like playlisting and right. like blog stuff. But then they have this whole other section that is like you can you can filter down through like what genre you want. And it's just sort of like a relay of of songs and you can rate them. That's a weird site to navigate. If you have the time to devote to kind of like really digging into Submit Hub, you can find a lot of cool stuff sure. that because Melissa Carper, the um, country artist that I found last in 2022, last year, that two mm -hmm. years ago, yeah, right. <laughs> that I uh, that I really liked. I found her on Submit Hub and she's like, she doesn't have anything to do with like a lot of the other stuff that's mm -hmm, on there, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's so. uh, that's definitely not one I would have considered. Yeah. So that is definitely a lot more time intensive. And yeah. I want to, I'm trying to think of like for the people who don't have as much time, I always start with the website that 
uh, Sally and I were talking about last time, Album of the Year, which is one of the Mm -hmm. aggregators, or Metacritic, which is another aggregator. It's a little bit less user-friendly to navigate. And they aggregate the reviews from, I don't know, like 20 or 30 of the bigger music review websites. um, Mm -hmm. And then you can click through to each of them and see whose opinions you agree with the most and then hang out with them. I didn't know about Album of the Year or Metacritic. I wasn't using them until you actually recommended them. I like them. What I do is I filter through um, genres. I mean, as you know, like I'm not always super interested in like what the critics are lauding. Right, right. You know, so I'll click through to different genres and I'll sort of look at because they have the critic score and then they have the user score. Exactly. And usually there's a vast difference by the way and there's a vast because the critics all generally agree with each other (laughs) yeah yeah and and so those are the kinds of things that I will tend to look at where if the user score especially is higher then that's something that I'm more interested in checking out you know because it's like people have different reasons like listeners I mean have different reasons for having attachments to something or liking something you know that's sort of like the shortcut, I would say, of like, if you just want to catch up to what people are generally talking about, that's mm-hmm. the shortcut to doing it or to see upcoming releases. Um, mm-hmm. There's also, if you're just looking for what's coming up, I think it's genius.com will tell you, like, I don't know if it's completely exhaustive, but almost um, like all the new releases every week. And then like what I like to do that I used to do back in the old days, I think a lot of people used to do, it's still a totally legit strategy is, Mm -hmm. you know, if you like a certain artist and you know what record label they're on, go to the record label's roster and figure out what other artists are there. Like that's still just as good of a strategy for finding new music as it ever was. And I keep forgetting about it. (laughs) Totally. But shout out to my friend Anna, because we were talking about that last night. It's easier when you have a label that has a particular style or genre that they really dial in. Because it's like some of these bigger indie labels, it's not as that is not as a much of a reliable method anymore, you know, where it's like, it I can't used just to go be to really it. obvious, like Jade Tree and like, like Saddle Creek and stuff like used to be like, you knew exactly what you were right. getting. And now the, the bigger indie labels, it's a little bit more nebulous and like unreliable, but there's but, still a lot of smaller labels who like really, really dial in on things that like, if you like that type of music, mm-hmm. they're going to be the ones who are like, they've got you covered. Right. And then, you know, I pay for Spotify, so I want to get my money's worth and their algorithm Mm -hmm. is not the best, um, but there are ways to manipulate it. And this is one that does take a little bit more effort. If you start making a playlist of stuff that you already know, like, but make it with new artists you already know and try to keep it on a certain theme, like try to keep it as cohesive as possible. There will be a button at the bottom that has like suggested songs. Oh, yeah. And they are often way better than what it will generate separately into its own playlist on its own or that pop up. So I've actually found a lot of really good stuff in those suggested songs, but it will not give you new music unless you are also adding new music into those playlists. Mm -hmm. Like it's very, very targeted. So if you put a playlist together of all songs from the 80s it's not gonna give you new music that sounds like 80s music like yeah some some of my folks on tiktok um recommended two other sites that i haven't had a chance to check out yet and i'm just gonna like throw them in just because one is sputnik music oh yeah 
Yeah. You know about that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I keep forgetting about that too, but yeah, yeah, I've heard of it for sure. So that one seems to be one that people are on and enjoy. And I kind of want to get on these mm-hmm. sites more. Get on um, them. There's also Rate Your Music. That was the other one I was going to mention. Yeah. Shout out Backside. Thank you for helping with that. Yeah. I am on that one and it's a little bit of like a high barrier to entry. Rate Your Music? Yeah. In the sense that like it's another one of these where you have to like go in and like really hammer all of your all of interests your, in mm-hmm. there and like you have to plug so it's like it's just a lot of upfront work sure. but it's thorough i feel like that is the actual barrier of entry for a lot of people now that we're yeah. talking about it because like we'll just say that there may have been a person in mm-hmm. gabby's comments for the last few days <laughs> yeah. who has been you know we've been having a little bit of a volley back and forth about this Which we love, right it's fine and yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that i that i noticed about this person is this is just the thing that i noticed i'm yeah. not roasting them <laughs> is that like their cutoff for a lot of the albums that they mentioned was like 2001 yeah right and so that's like 23 years of not <laughs> just the music it's not just a, a gap of knowledge of the music it's also a gap of knowledge of like in the age where radio is not keeping it, up radio like you've mentioned before it's like radio is not keeping up or you have to go digging like it's like you have you have to go digging which was just not that was not our experience you know and so you don't have 120 minutes like giving you all exactly. the cool stuff anymore yeah. Exactly. That's a, a mechanism and a convenience that has been like missing for such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people like you or like myself now on the apps that are like talking about things. It's like for some people, it's like we're kind of like filling in that gap a little bit. But it's like there's a 23 year like knowledge gap that is totally based on the fact that like you have to put in the work yeah. way more now than you ever did before to find new things that that you like, because right. it's just not as much of a passive experience as it was when right. we were, right, right, right. you know. But you can make it a little more passive, like, if you just kind of pay attention. Like, it could mm-hmm. be as easy as, like, here's something I heard in the background of this TV show that I like. Totally. I'm going to look it up right. and then go digging through everything I just said in Spotify mm-hmm. based on that artist or everything mm-hmm. you said. It doesn't yeah. have to be a slog. The other thing that Anna and I were talking about last night, this depends on where you live, right? Yeah. But something that, that people can do is just like go out into the world, <laughs> go to a record store. They're always playing something. They are. Just go and talk to the people that work there about that. Go out and go to someone's like night that's DJing. Yep. They're always playing stuff. You can find out what they're playing. And if you like it, you know, like go back, find some other DJs that you like in your area. Um, go to random gigs. Like. Yeah. Just take a chance on stuff. Even just go to a bar that you think is cool. Yeah. They are going to be playing music and you might actually like some of it. Right. Have an open mind. Like don't yeah. come in predisposed that everything sucks now. <laughs> like that's I, the a... other thing that I feel like when older people, older folks like us, like us, <laughs> like us, when they say there's no good music anymore or, you know, things of that tenor, right? I feel like there's a huge difference between liking music, right? And clinging to nostalgia. Yes. You know, and it's like if you really love music, you will be able to go back and reinvestigate things and find stuff that you like. Yep. Absolutely. If you're just using music as a way to cling to nostalgia, that is a fine thing to do. 
It certainly is, but you'll never like get that high again. And we, you'll never we, get that high. We talk again. about this all the time too, about how people are like this is like a neurologically investigated phenomenon that people build these core associations and emotions with the music they listen to specifically mm-hmm. in like their late teens and early 20s. And it doesn't yeah. matter what they were listening to then, just whatever it was that they were listening to then. And then you will never have that again. So literally, like, that's all you have to understand. So it's not that people aren't making music like that anymore. It's that yeah. you are not like that anymore. You're not like that anymore. There have been many, many times in my life where I really hated music and like really hated what was going on. I get that. You know? Yeah. At the time, but it's like you can go back and revisit those eras and at the very least, like find the best thing that was happening in that time. Right. I also promise that staying curious and open is like the equivalent of constantly like training your brain with like crossword puzzles. (laughs) Like (laughs) you are staving off Alzheimer's by doing shit like this. Like I'm convinced of that. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Do you want to quickly take a scan of the stuff that's coming out in 2024? Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm just going to look at some stuff that people have probably heard of to get people pumped. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of old artists putting out new stuff this year. Mm-hmm. For instance, apparently, mm-hmm. I was not prepared. Green Day? Mm-hmm. Slater Kinney. I'm not excited about that. Um, I am excited about Slater Kinney. I'm not necessarily excited about Green Day. I mean, we'll see. Um, Well, you're in Slater Kinney. I am. Oh, that's right. That's right. I keep forgetting that everyone has decided, like, universally that I am Carrie Brownstein, which I'm (laughs) fine with. Um, Alkaline Trio. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Also, hilariously to me, Kula Shaker. Do you remember I, Kula yeah. Shaker? Oh yeah. Oh I yes, I do. It's all about but I, I, I also should not. And I'm <laughs> I think I'm well no. Am I excited? I'm confused. Oh, I'm definitely gonna listen to it. I'm definitely gonna listen to it as well. Yeah. Um Philip Glass. Mm-hmm. Uh Jay Mascus. Probably gonna sound like every other Philip Glass. Uh, Philip Glass sounds like Philip Glass, so I have it's beautiful, amazing. Well done. It is. I love him, I'm just saying. Um Jay Mascus. Jay Mascus, everyone, you know, and it's on sub pop, like I already love it. Um what else we got? Usher? Yeah. I you know, who knows? It could be it could be great. It could be great. You never know. I, you never fucking know. It's like either this person is like dead inside and they're like scraping the bottom of the barrel or they have done so much with their life and self-work and their soul that they just like cannot help but make a new record. And it's like it's always a toss up. We'll, we'll find out, though. Um, On February 9th. Helium fans rejoice because Mary Timoney is coming out with a new album, apparently. Like, this is 100% news to me, like, all of this, by Mm -hmm. the way. Like, I I should have been paying attention to everything, and I just Mm -hmm. wasn't. Belly. Belly. Unclear when. In February, I think, sometime. Um, TBA. TBA. Oh, it's it's leap year this year. It is a leap year this year. Oh. Um, 
Paula Cole. Oh, God, really? <laughs> yes. Lord, have mercy. Jesus and Mary Chain, and this isn't a reissue? I don't know. Maybe it's a reissue. Hmm. The Libertines? Uh, can I just can I just make a prediction? Go ahead. Because, you know, it's like we're, we're going to probably listen to a lot of these. Yeah. And so I'm just going to go ahead we're and compelled. make a prediction already is that I am not going to like most of these. Uh. Yeah, you're if you're going to like stuff, it's not going to be the stuff we're listing because I'm purposely picking out the old shit. I just I'm not I don't have a good feeling about this. I am completely prepared to be um pleasantly surprised though. Yeah, I mean that's how you, you know, keep expectations low, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We've we've already done our share of complaining about when will the old artists stop? releasing new stuff there just comes a point where eventually it's just like you guys i don't know the exact term for it but it's like let other people like step aside step aside (laughs) and let other people do their thing that they're like trying to do for the first time yeah you know like just go away you already you know it's, <laughs> it's but it's a funny thing like, to complain about to be honest it, but I also in like the meanest way i just mean like you've already done amazing things yes. you know i understand that like it's hard to just like go back to being a barista or whatever <laughs> like i don't to. know they are i know but exactly it's like they don't they don't need um, to these so are just wealthy like, people just 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 calm down just chill just like hang out at home start a cooking channel like just find something else that you like yeah do not i don't know look <laughs> maybe it'll be amazing maybe it'll be it amazing might be. it might be but they could also just not do it you know also they could just not do it uh the veronicas are putting out a new record I'm that might be cool that. yeah uh, Scott Stapp, our our favorite. Oh, that's right. Our Your favorite boy. member of Pearl Jam, Scott <laughs> Stapp. <laughs> uh, yeah, so TBA, TBD, TBC. I don't know what we'll talk about next time, but it'll be we'll great. Figure it out. We'll figure it yeah, out. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It'll be great. It'll be amazing. And we'll try maybe to roast men less no i can't promise that Mm, mm -mm. i absolutely cannot promise that i we can we can stop roasting them when they like stop making batman kids um no i don't want them i don't want want them them to to do that i actually want to encourage that with all my heart yeah i want them to make batman kiss more yes i want them to do that more than they're doing what they're doing i want an entire tiktok channel devoted to batman kissing Yeah. Okay, that's the one take takeaway from this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> glad that's decided. Oh wait, I have one last thing. I have one last in that I can't believe I didn't mention. What? We have decided to name our listeners. We have decided to name them teacups. We have decided to name them teacups, and they are starting this year, starting twenty twenty four. Teacups. Yes. So, so teacups. Goodbye for now. Goodbye teacups. Until next time. Until next time. Wait, is that the end? That's the end, Sally. It's time to say goodbye. Oh, but Gabby, I'm bad at goodbyes. That's not true. Besides, we'll be back. When? I don't know. Eventually. Like, in two weeks. What if the teacups need to talk to us? Then they can write to us at teacupdemagogues at gmail.com. Or we could give them your phone number. Nope. 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 Six, 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 four, twenty, sixty-nine.
You've got, 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 you've got friends.